In 30 years ago, Bibles were sent to Bahal and they were confiscated and burnt. 20 years ago, you were never allowed to share the gospel on, in the Philippines. So many pastors have given their lives. I know pastors who've been stoned for preaching the gospel. I know pastors who ate from the trees to feed their family. Those pastors plowed so that we could come and sow. And there will be a harvest of souls. Because you gave, because you loved, and because you were such a blessing. We've, uh, you know, uh, we've reached over 600,000 people. We've driven 100,000 kilometers. And, you know, we've driven 100,000 kilometers and never had a flat wheel. Is that the grace of God or what? <laughs> Up rough mountain villages. Yeah, that's a miracle in itself. We just thank God for his goodness and his grace. Amen. Thank you for giving. Thank you for sending us. So, anyway, this morning, the time we've got left. This is my sermon this morning. <laughs> what is it? Water bottle. It's a vessel. Water bottle. Water bottle. It, uh, it's, uh, you know what, we can compare some things to our Christian life to this water bottle this morning. What is it? It's a vessel. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 says, But in the house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. Our lives are a vessel. We need to be vessels of honor, fit for the master's use. You think of your life as a vessel. Think of this bottle as a vessel. What else can we learn as we look at this bottle? In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 20 it tells us, you know, you think of this bottle, it's a vessel. It also has an owner. It's mine. I was given it this morning. It has an owner. In 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20 it says, For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirits which are God. Yeah. We do not belong to ourselves anymore. We need to realize that. We do not belong to ourselves anymore. We belong to God. When we came to Jesus, we surrendered. We came to Him. We said, now you're my Lord. You're my Savior. I surrender to your Lordship. I'm giving up not my will, but your will be done. We have an owner. We belong to Him. We don't belong to ourselves anymore. He is our Lord. And he's our saviour. And he's our loving father. So, we are a vessel. We have an owner. What else can we learn from this? We have, it has a purpose. It has a purpose. In second, uh, in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, that tells us that we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God already prepared that we should walk in them. Prepared in advance. 
when the person designed this bottle, they made it with a, a purpose in mind. They had a purpose for it. When God designed your life, He designed it with a purpose. You are not just another young person. Well, I live in Manchester and there's how many million? Four, five million? Three million. There's, I'm just another young person in Manchester. There's three million more of us here. No. God designed you with a plan and a purpose in mind. Just like the person who created this, they, they planned and designed it with a purpose in mind. Your life is created for goodness. Uh, you know, in, in Jeremiah 29 11, we know that verse. He says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future, a hope, and a destiny. You know, he didn't, God wasn't bored one day and he decided to create you. Well, nothing better to do, you know. No, God created you with a purpose in mind. You are not a failure. You're not just another young person, another person who's lived in Manchester. No, you are created by God on purpose, for a purpose. Just like this bottle is. So, we are a vessel. We have an owner. We have a purpose. What else can we learn from this? Needs to be open. It's no good if it stays closed. (laughs) Needs to be open. You know, Jesus spoke to the church in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. And we use that in evangelism. But that was written to the church. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If he speaks to you, we need to open our hearts to him. Our hearts, our lives need to be open to him. Our hearts continually. It's not just a one time. We need to be open to Him. What else can we learn from this? It needs to be clean. It needs to be clean. You have probably heard because you live in England, but if you haven't, uh, the Welsh, or not the Welsh, the, the revivalist that God used in the Hebride Islands many years ago by the name of Duncan Campbell. Now Duncan Campbell taught my mother in Bible school, in the Faith Mission Bible School in Edinburgh many years ago. And his, his uh, subject was the book of Acts, but he never got out of Acts 2 the whole year <laughs> because he had so many testimonies. And so, But I've read some of Duncan Campbell's uh, Writings and how God used him. And one of his continuous prayers, one of his, his cries unto the Lord as a, a minister of the gospel, one of his, his, his pleads before God was, Is my hands clean? Is my heart pure? That was his constant prayer and asking before the Lord. Are, I can hear it yet in that Scottish accent. (laughs) Is my hands clean? Is my heart pure before the Lord? We need to ask ourselves these questions. And like we heard this morning, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all, 
all unrighteousness. We can, if we, we can repent, turn around and go towards God and his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That our hearts are continually cleansed by his blood as we fellowship and walk with him as we walk in the light. So we are a vessel. Our lives are a vessel. We have an owner. We have a purpose. We need to be open. We need to be clean. What else? This bottle is no good empty. It needs to be filled. John chapter 7 verse 37. Jesus stood up on the great day of the feast. He says, is anyone thirsty? Come unto me and drink. If you're thirsty, you need to come to Jesus and drink. Your lives need to be filled with the living water. In Acts chapter 2. Verse 4, the disciples were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Our lives need to be filled. We need to be full of God and not of ourselves. We need to be full of Him. Full of God. Now, what else happens? What else? This, before, it needs to be sealed. Our lives are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You'll not buy this unless it's sealed. You know, you wouldn't touch it. It's to be sealed. Ephesians 1 and verse 13 says that our lives are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So what happens after the, 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 it's a vessel, it has an owner, it has a purpose needs to be opened, it needs to be clean, it needs to be filled, it needs to be sealed. Then it needs to be reopened. <laughs> needs to be opened. We need to be opened to before God. Abandoned. I love seeing these men lying before God in their face. Just abandoned our lives, our, our thoughts, our hearts before the Lord. We need to be opened before God and before others. You know, God's doing a work in us. He, he, wants, he is working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He wants the world to see him in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory shine out. That it's no longer you, but it's Christ in you. Paul said, it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ living in me. So we need to be surrendered to him in all his ways so what happens after it's reopened needs to be turned around some of our lives need to be turned around amen our lives were turned around when we came to jesus your life is turned around but even on a a continual basis our lives need to be turned around when the lord turned again the captivity of zion We were like them that dreamed. You know, we sing this song. You have turned my morning into dancing. God has turned around. We heard it this morning. Some people had sickness. God turned it around for healing and life. Our lives, our lives need to be turned around. Then what happens after it's turned around? It needs to be poured, poured out. Our lives need to be poured out for the lost souls that has never heard. 
for people who need to come to know Jesus. We need to be full of him so we can be poured out on a lost and dying world. We need to drink deeply of him so that we can go and pour out our lives on a lost and dying world. We're a vessel. We're only a vessel. We used to, my father used to sing those old hymns. Make me a channel of blessing. We're only a channel. We're only a vessel. We have an owner. We have a purpose. We need to be open. We need to be clean. We need to be filled. We need to be poured out for a lost and dying world that lives around us. We are no longer our own. We belong to him. Then what happens when we're poured out for the lost world? We need to be, well, we live in a throwaway society, so you just throw it away and you go and buy one in Tesco's, you know. But we need to be refilled. Refilled. That In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, it tells us, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God. Not just a one time, but continually filled. With him and his presence. Our lives. We are a vessel. We have an owner. We have a purpose. We need to be open. We need to be clean. We need to be filled. We need to be sealed. We need to be reopened. We need to be turned around. Some of you will be turned around in the Philippines. (laughs) Your lives will be turned around. Your lives will be turned around. Why? Because you're a vessel. You're no longer your own. You're in the master's hand. He's going to turn your life around and pour you out. In the nicest way. Because you're no longer your own. You're his vessel. Poured out for the lost world. And then refilled with his presence. And his love and his goodness. So then it can continue. So next time you take a drink. Think of your life. Am I clean? Am I filled? Am I half filled? Am I poured out? Am I open? Thank you. God bless. Okay, let's just close our eyes. Let's just respond to that word. Maybe, maybe you're here and you've never taken the lid off and allowed yourself to be filled. You've never said, Lord, come and live in my life. But you know today that you need to make that decision because you want to overflow with him. If that's you, just make that decision in your heart now. Lord, I'm taking the lid off. Come into my life. I give you my old life. I repent of all my sin. Lord, I need you. Come and fill my life. Maybe you know you're sitting there and you're you're half full. You know you need refilling. You need that fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. So just now, wherever you are, just just
Just ask the Lord, Lord, come and fill me afresh. Come and fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Fill me right up to overflowing so that I can be available for my life to be poured out for you. We just thank you, Lord, for that fresh anointing. That fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord, I pray that this week you remind us of that picture as we go through this week. And as we're talking to people, that you will remind us, yeah, this is the way. Somebody needs to hear this message today. Just remind us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen.